Welcome to the Traveler's Blueprint. Start designing your next adventure. Welcome TTB community. I am Bob Domena and here with me as always is the somewhat dismissive Elliot Chibley. We, each week, we like to bring you insight from travel authors, adventurers, conservationists, digital nomads, tour guides, and discuss our own personal travel experiences. Uh, you know I'm not dismissive. Uh, so this month, we bring you <laughs> our Travel Bites episode where we break down the previous month's travel-related news that we found interesting. Some of the articles include a woman caught breastfeeding her cat. Uh, I think there's a little bit more to it, but that's the gist of it. We look at some... Four charts related to the travel industry during the pandemic. We talk about a baby dinosaur egg. We talk about uh, space and the sun. We talk about an electric vehicle in United Arab Emirates. We talk about an awards versus cash calculator by the points guys. And the last two articles are being able to renew our passports online for Americans. And the last one is six tips about letting go of your phone on vacation. Travel tip of the week is do your research. Yeah, very simple, to the point. And if you're it's not, listening it's not to simple. the podcast, well, <laughs> it's is. a simple, it's a simple statement, but it's an in depth. So, uh, yeah, it is, it is <laughs> I'm just, point. I'm just trying to live up to my uh, descriptor this morning. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. I missed that one. The first one, that that first one. Was pretty funny. <laughs> Um, and, and shout out to my uncle Bill for uh, catching Elliot's dismissiveness. <laughs> um, yeah, do your research. I think it, it, it'll change the outcome of your trip. It'll make it much easier for you, assuming you don't thrive off of the spontaneity, the mistakes, the mishaps, and potentially missing aspects of your trip while you're there. Uh, before we get started, if you like the, and find this podcast entertaining, please consider giving us a review on iTunes. Did I just steal your, your, your part here? Is that no, your I just think I find it entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> Are you continuing to be dismissive? Is this going to be the theme for this one? So yeah. anyway, uh, if you love us, we'd be, we'd be really grateful. So there's a few ways that you can support the podcast financially. We sell uh, video tutorials that help you do your research. Exactly what the tip of the week is. We have, um, we can give you 20% off of Manscaped products through using the code TTB at manscaped.com. We love their products. We're not going to pretend that they didn't give them to us for free. They did. They sent us packages of stuff, but we truly love it. It's all good quality stuff. So we do genuinely recommend their products. But if you want to help us out in a non-financial way, simply sharing this podcast or liking our posts, uh, commenting, that gives us engagement. That makes more people see the show and that ultimately helps us get better guests. So anyway, shape or form, you can help us. Assuming you like us, um, we would. We are forever grateful. Check out some of the cool things we offer. The Traveler's Blueprint offers a travel journal and planner that is available for $7.99 on our website. It is a PDF, so you can fill it out online or in paper, and it is completely reusable. We also offer a Become Your Own Travel Agent five-part video tutorial. Part one is navigation, two is booking airfare, three blogs, research and reviews, four itinerary building and five safety, cultural norms and thoughtful travel. You can find that on our website and it is $25.
We also offer travel consulting. So for more information on that, go to our website and feel free to send us a DM on social media or an email. Lastly, you can join us and if you want to, you can you can be a part of our Travel Around Table series. That's where we sit down with a group of, of travelers, send us your email with your name, your website, and a few travel-related topics that you enjoy discussing, and we will get back to you. All right, so the a woman was caught breastfeeding her hairless cat on a Delta flight. Just one of the weirdest articles we've seen recently. I love the headline. I love the headline. So it really grabs your attention. Yeah. And you know, this, I think this was a documentary that I watched years ago where a man by the name of Ben Stiller said that you can milk anything with nipples to mm-hmm. which his father-in-law responded, I have nipples, Greg, can you milk me? And so, <laughs> and so you just pulled I, that out of your ass, didn't you? Yeah. No, I mean, that's a great movie. So, <laughs> and, and the movie is, uh, Oh man, I just drew a blank. Meet the fuckers. Uh, meet, no, meet, meet the, the parents. parents. Meet, meet the parents is the original, is the first one. Yeah. So anyway, this woman, and then this is a quote, I should say, from uh, another passenger on the flight. This woman had one of those like hairless cats swaddled up in a blanket so it looked like a baby. Her shirt was up and she was trying to get the cat to latch and she wouldn't put the bag, put the cat back in the carrier. And the cat was screaming for its life. So, so many things here. So one, like, how do you swaddle a cat? Like I, I, cats do not like to be confined like that in my experience. Not at all. But that's the first thing that's surprising. Uh, how do you get a cat to look like a baby? I guess you could if it's a hairless one. Yeah. You know, <laughs> all wrinkly and stuff. And the then uh, yeah. she pulled her shirt up. That's weird. And then <laughs> getting a cat to latch on to your nipple has to be painful it's my understanding that breastfeeding an infant with no teeth can be painful for a woman. Like over time, it's just kind of wears the nipple down. Um, if you, if a cat has like those canines, I think, ooh. I think they're felines. <laughs> so uh, anyway, um, lots of things wrong with this. So uh, did anything end up happening? A message was sent to the communication system and alerted Delta or Atlanta airport that the passenger was breastfeeding a cat. So this was the official thing that went over the comp. <laughs> a passenger in seat 13A is breastfeeding a cat and will not put the cat back in its carrier <laughs> when the flight attendant requested it. So I don't know what else we say about this. Uh, other uh, than nothing. The only, the only thing I'll add is uh, my sister and I and my parents all took a trip to see my grandparents and we brought our cat along and my sister decided we were very young. My sister decided to put our cat in her shirt on the drive and she felt very warm all of a sudden. Oh, peed all over, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, don't, I just, don't swaddle cats. Yeah. Unless yeah. they, like, really, really want it. Here's something that I can derive from this. Assuming this woman was capable of breastfeeding, that means she had an infant who was not receiving the breast milk, but rather the, giving it to the cat. Women only can produce breast milk after they have a baby. So... If she's still producing milk, she would have to have a child that's still, like you need, well, now I guess not a child. Like you need to be using your milk to continue producing your milk. Once you stop using it, the milk goes away. Like your body stops producing it. All right. Can we move on? Yeah. We're a travel podcast, not a breast milk podcast. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. This next one is fascinating. This is the first time a spacecraft has entered the corona 
basically the atmosphere of the sun. There have been many spacecraft that have launched, been launched and traveled around the sun and near the sun, but this was the first one that has actually entered the corona. And there is some incredible footage. This is going, this is amazing. This is amazing for travel, space travel. I'm, I, it, it kind of always blows my mind that these space stories are not bigger news. I think it's just kind of boring to most people, but this will have significant, a significant impact on space travel moving forward, interplanetary explore, exploration, all that good stuff. So the video is pretty cool. It looks like it's flying through sort of a, 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 like a meteor shower, a particulate yeah, like heavy particles, but I think it's like, a I mean, it's, it's the sun and you can see earth in the background. You can see the Milky Way. Really cool. We'll have to just let this probe continue to travel around the sun. And I guess we'll see what ultimately comes from that. But just know I, that it's happening. Yeah. And, and some of the other things that are incredible about this, the it's called the Parker Solar Probe. And that thing, um, there have been a few tech advances in heat resistance technology that allowed it to enter yeah. the corona and basically you know proof of concept that they were able to have this technology and this material to withstand that level of heat and i actually don't even know that the article doesn't mention it but it is extremely hot in the corona mm-hmm. like thousands of degrees well, just like uh, less than a decade ago i thought it was unheard of to get like to mercury yeah. Right. And I'm not super up to date on on this on on space travel, especially around the sun. But this is huge. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Um, All right. So so let's let's just do a quick um, the Corona, the outer out the outermost atmospheric layer is the Corona, which gets really hot, uh, almost two million degrees. So I was a little off. Wow. Two million degrees. <laughs> Yeah, just think about it's one that. of those. It's it, it, one of those numbers that's so hot you can't like you have nothing to compare it to. So yeah, it's, it's hard to place, yeah, perspective on it. <laughs> yeah. So this next one is also kind of uh, very sciencey, but really interesting. Soon we're going to have our own Jurassic Park, which is related to travel. Uh, mm-hmm. There has been a perfectly preserved baby dinosaur discovered curled up inside its egg. And why is that fascinating, Bob? The reason it's fascinating is because it's a non-avian dinosaur. So it does not have wings. It did not fly. But the way it is uh, situated within the embryo is similar to how modern day birds are situated in their embryos, indicating that these non-avian dinosaurs were closer to birds than reptiles. So Jurassic Park, for example, sort of took over um, the mainstream or the main populations that the majority of the world's understanding of what dinosaurs looked like, T-Rex, Velociraptors, they kind of looked like lizards. Uh, that's not the case. They're, they, they more, they closely resembled birds. So picture T-Rex with feathers, the Velociraptor with feathers. I personally love this stuff. National Geographic, maybe several months ago, released an issue discussing advances in, in, uh, paleontology. So like CAT scans and MRIs are becoming like a go-to tool they're actually able to it's like lidar for discovering archaeology they, they're able to see the way these dinosaurs breathe and cool themselves down because they can get into all the canals of the skull and they can see how the arteries and everything worked and so it's fascinating stuff but yeah picture velociraptors were chickens issues chicken ish type animals uh, and and t-rex sure. likely had sort of feathers or or, or were more 
uh, bird-like than we previously thought. All right. Let's move on to travel. Okay. Yeah, finally. No, not finally. But we've talked about the pandemic. That was so dismissive. <laughs> <laughs> we've talked about the pandemic quite a bit over the last two years because it has had a massive impact on travel. And this article looks at and visualizes with four charts the impact that COVID has had on travel. So hotel bookings, for one, are way they are so they have charts and they break it down into five different regions africa americas asia pacific europe and middle east and compared to uh 2019 most countries are still well below the bookings from 2019 none of them have come back up to where they were and europe has seen the hardest hit with minus 70 percent bookings compared to two years ago which is nuts yeah the yeah, next chart I, the next chart is profitability of airline industry and again most airlines have not become profitable yet and this is a comparison to 20 so 2020 uh had obviously the worst 2021 is improving and most airline are expecting 2022 to be their first profitable year since 2019 I think we're I think we're looking up I yeah, have to. this is this sort of just solidifies. It's nice to have the data, but we all knew this this entire time. I think travel arguably is one of the hardest hit or could be the hardest hit industry with COVID. Globally, I agree. Yeah, globally, at least, you know, so things are looking up. Yep. And then <clears throat> the last bit is just like an overall indicate indicator on uh, hotel occupancy, travel searches, different things. So most areas are seeing a bounce back. And I think by the end of 2022 and into 2023, we're going to see near full recovery. By the end of 2022, beginning of 2023. Yep. There we go. I think it's a big year for travel. I mean, I do. I think it's a big year, a big year so for too. bounce back, slow yeah. travel with the, the, the ability for people to work from home now more freely. It's more popular. Um, so yeah. And All right. number five. So the UAE United Arab Emirates, the country launches its first driverless 100% electric vehicle. Pretty neat. It's a shuttle. So it's an autonomous 12 seater shuttle. It's going to transport students and staff around the, oh, here we go. The Sas Al Nakul campus. At the Khalifa University. I think that was pretty good. So, you think so? Yeah. So that was the great. One hundred percent electric shuttle is one of the first ever autonomous vehicles employed by the UAE in a mixed traffic mode. So it can drive on the road with other cars. Yeah, not like and, a fixed course on its own with no other cars. Yeah. And it's a big it's, step. Yeah, and they're using it sort of as an environmentally friendly way to increase shared transportation solutions. So it, it, it's, it will decrease the amount of fossil fuels on the road, decrease the uh, congestion of vehicles in general. So yeah, lots of and if you, pros. If you want to learn more about autonomous vehicles and you haven't listened to our ep episode with former GM uh, head of research and development, episode 116 on autonomous travel. That was, was a great conversation. Awesome conversation. I, I I loved it. And I didn't know a lot. That was one that I, I didn't read his book. You read his book and I didn't get the chance to do it. But when we actually sat down with him, I was blown away. So yeah. maybe I should read his book 
Yeah, Larry Burns. Yeah, mm-hmm. cool Great guy. Conversation. Yeah. Um, so number six, this isn't necessarily an article, but a cool tool that uh, Bob had found, and it allows you to look and plug in your rewards. Wow, that's hard to say. Rewards program points specifically for airlines and hotels and tells you what the cash value of those are. Yeah. And the purpose essentially is the calculator will tell you to pay with cash if the airfare or the cost of the hotel is less than the calculated value of your points. And essentially you'll figure out if a certain trip is worth the dollar, the dollar price or if the points needed to for a certain trip is worth the dollar price for that trip. Uh, if you find a cost for a trip that is worth less then the estimated value of the points, then it may be worth paying cash. So you can go to the Points Guys website. It's called the Awards versus Cash Calculator. I found it pretty helpful, especially if you have a lot of points in the bank. Yep. And it's also in the show notes. Support for the Traveler's Blueprint is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. Enjoy 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code TTB at manscaped.com. Do not travel to the Netherlands or anywhere for that matter with untamed nether regions. Elliot and I do not, and we bring this with us on our trips. On the Traveler's Blueprint, we promote concise travel planning, and part of that planning is making sure you pack appropriately. The Lawnmower 4.0 is lightweight, has a travel lock, a light for close shaving, and a battery length that will last long into your trips. You got it. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TTB at manscaped.com. Your, Your balls, balls will, will thank, thank you. you. <laughs> yes. Number seven, we as Americans, sorry for everybody else that is not American listening to this, will soon be able to renew our passports online. And maybe other yeah. countries have this already. Maybe they do. Yeah, probably. I would like think Canada does or something yeah. like that. But it, this is big. I mean, that's one of the most annoying parts about, like, it's like the DMV. Like, no one oh, feels no. like renewing their passport. It's such a process. But was something that I think we should note here, that's pretty big. So in addition to being able to do it online, it will not require any physical documents to be mailed or shown. Oh. Like, you don't, yeah. So it's just completely online. And it makes sense. We do so many things online from banking to, you know, whatever else people do online. <laughs> um, I know. It's about yeah, time. I, I, I'm actually in the process. I don't know if it's available yet, but I have to renew mine. Mine expires very shortly. And I'm sad. Morocco and Paris was my last trip with my current passport. Mm. So, you, so they did the White House press secretary has said that there is no timeline for when this is actually going to be completed. And it will likely take at least six to 12 months for the system to get rolling, which sounds like a timeline to me. Um, but explain that it, <laughs> it, it's a priority for the agencies uh, with the only hurdle being the time it takes to get implemented. So I don't know, we'll see. So if, if the, the, the government says six to 12 months, assume six to 12 years, that's government time. Yeah, that's, that's, that's time. I think yeah. that's about the adjustment factor yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I, right. I'm, a, I'm in agreement with you on that um yeah <laughs> yeah so i guess i shouldn't wait shouldn't hold my breath for that so i'll send it in now mm-hmm. all right and the last one is one that we both ellie and i both are in agreement with yeah. where put kind of more down travel philosophy 
It is. It's a good travel philosophy where we are in agreement, where we don't have, where we don't have the conflicting ideology. Yeah, where so, Bob isn't dismissive of me and yeah. I'm not dismissive of his ideas. Right. So tips for putting your phone down when you go on vacation. This is like a, a big one. And I saw an article actually recently, and this is unrelated, quick side tangent that said, you don't remember moments as much if you live them through a phone. So, and like, duh, like, you know what I mean? Like if you're taking pictures or you're looking through your screen and you're recording an event, your, your primary focus is on recording the event over the event itself. Mm -hmm. If you just sit and stare and absorb the event that's happening, you will have a more meaningful experience. It's called living in the present. You may have heard of it, but (laughs) um, so the tips are, you know, give yourself permission to unplug. Yeah. Um, don't feel as though like don't feel like you have to record everything yeah yeah it's okay and and set boundaries that that's part of the uh give your person give yourself permission to unplug is like you don't have to take a picture of every single thing but it's also you don't have to stay up to date on all of your social media so i think bob you had added this at the bottom and i think it ties into this is that you don't have to post your travel as it happens Wait right. until you that's, get back. And then it's a fun way to relive. Oh, it's great. That's my favorite thing to do. And so so the other ones real quick, because let's just talk about the, the big one, I think, the one that I yeah. personally practice. So it's give yourself permission to unplug, identify what triggers your stress. Um, so I guess, I guess if you find like work, like you're tied to work, then set up a, a plan before you leave so you don't have to check your phone for work, if possible. You know, yeah. obviously this isn't a, a one one shoe fits all type of situation. Well, for example, I, I think per- perfect example of this, when we went to Morocco, because I had international service, um, I had to turn my email notifications off. And that one day still, I got a phone call for work right before we were about to go hiking out in the desert. And I, I looked at the voicemail transcript and I was like, shit. Mm-hmm. I remember. And then yeah. as soon as, just like that, I was... I was back in that work work mode. Yeah. And I wish I just had like turned my phone on silent or turned it on airplane for that for those few days. Yeah. Yeah, a, a great book for aiding in this is Tim Ferriss's The 4-Hour Workweek. He gives you so many tips and pointers and steps to form a process to where you aren't constantly uh using your phone because And he's talking about from a work perspective, putting down your phone and not using it and not answering emails and not answering calls and texts because it'll help you with your work. So, and I could already see how you can apply this to vacation and it'd be be even better. Um, The other one is, uh, another one is put down the phone before your vacation. So start the process of using your phone less before you even leave for your trip. And with the ability to track your time on your phone, you can really do that. I'm obsessed with how much time I am on my phone. I look at it constantly because I do unfortunately fall into the trap. You look at your of, phone constantly or you look at how much screen time you're using on your phone constantly. I, I, I look at how much time I'm using on my phone because I <laughs> it am seems susceptible. like a catch 22. <laughs> well, well it's so I have time limits on certain apps that's tell me like, all right, you've been on. So Instagram, for example, I have a half an hour a day. If I go over that, then it shuts it off. And like, I need to click through, there's like multiple steps to then open Instagram. So it's 30 minutes. Yeah. It's 30 minutes per day. Um, and that's it. And if once I use it, I use it sometimes 
I, I'll, I'll, you know, you can get lost and you flip through your phone. Well, that's it. That's done. And I'll try to stick to that. So, um, but, but anyway, forming a process, forming habit stacking is another cool thing that you can do to not use your phone before you leave. Therefore you won't use it. Hopefully you won't use it when you're there. Uh, and then like be it. realistic about what you actually need it for. Some people need to be on their phone and some people can't just turn it off. Yeah. Uh, so, so understand like when you're going to need it for travel internationally, we need our, we use our phones all the time. Um, Weather, credit cards, yeah, Ubers, yeah, checking yeah. the train schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at the maps. So that's, that's a good one. And then the, my personal favorite, this one I added myself, it wasn't actually in the article, but post your pictures after your trip. So something that people now love to do because of this stories feature on Instagram and Facebook is like live update people of their entire trip. And I'm sure maybe some of you are listening that by the end of a day exploring a city, you have like a hundred posts in your stories. And one, like people just click through that super fast. No one's looking at it. <laughs> just this lane. No one's, no one's really, <laughs> no one's living through your experience to, to, into that depth. So there's that. Um, it allow you to be more present if you're not posting in those moments, as we discussed just, you know, a few minutes ago where you're not living through your screen over living in the moment. And one of my favorite things is like, you don't need people to know where you are and what you're doing in those moments, especially if you. It's actually a good security to, tip. Yeah. You don't want people to know that your house is, is empty. Is empty. Yeah. Um, your mail might be sitting in your mailbox. You might have boxes on your front porch, like whatever it may be. Like, just wait until you're home. Wait until you're into the airport flying home at least. So yeah. that's our that's our tips. That's our travel bites here. Elliot, that is who our do travel we have bites. On? Yeah, who do we have coming on this month? This is a great month. Great start to 2022. We've got Josh walking 1,200 miles for a veterans archaeology program. We've got Matt Jacob, who is a UK-based photographer who you've heard on a few of our other travel around tables. And he talks about his time spent on a farm in Utah documenting the American cowboy. And then our last guest is Dean, and he talks about his life experiences as an ultra marathon runner. And we discuss his uh, Spartan marathon, the original retracing the steps of the messenger path in Greece. Pretty yeah. awesome. They, all three were remarkable conversations. So thank you very much for listening to our first episode of 2022. Uh, we hope you're going to have a great year. We feel like we're going to have a great year. If you love the show and you want to support us, you can do it with as little as a dollar a month on Patreon. You can find our stuff on our website with either Redbubble in terms of merchandise and Public. We have that travel tutorial where we help you figure out the best way to be your own travel agent. And if you want to support us non-financially, share the podcast with friends, follow us on social media, and give us a rating or review on whatever podcast platform you listen on. Uh, stay safe, stay healthy, have a great 2022.